Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. 657 Media Moib Radio Pulpit. We trust God is doing you good and blessing you so much in a mighty way. My name is Ray, hanging out with Sipati Davudi. Hey, Sipati. Hello, Pastor Ray. How are you? God is good, and how are you? All the time. I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Now, tonight we are touching the issue of the value of repentance. I have come to realize that repentance is actually underestimated. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not trying to be blunt here and disrespectful. But I've realized that there are people who basically don't repent Mm. uh, because they also don't feel remorse in what they have done. But at the same time, they expect forgiveness. Mm. Let's take the marital situation, for instance, Mm. where one does something wrong to their spouse. They don't ask for forgiveness. And they expect to be automatically forgiven because they are loved. Hey, what they say, love covers a multitude of wrong. So so they basically don't ask for forgiveness. And that exacerbates the chances of a lack of repentance in them. In that before you know it again, when you think things are quiet and nice, Boom, it goes on again. Let's say it's adultery. And someone doesn't basically repent from it because they didn't even ask for forgiveness about it. Somehow they were found and they say, no, don't worry, I won't do this. This person, man, don't worry, Oh, okay. yeah, there's no please forgive me. There's no please I'm changing my ways. Uh-uh. Three months goes nice. He will hemping with his and hers. <laughs> and before you know it, and it's a periskipa sebarengi his or hers. Ashule. Li him omu or her omu. Lack of repentance. And my point is, people basically, in most instances, take it for granted. That's why I say repentance is underestimated. They take it for granted that, ah, because this person loves me, is my spouse, they had forgiven me. Oh, yes, they have forgiven you. But that does not mean you should not ask for forgiveness. That does not mean that you should not start with the process of repentance. They have forgiven you. Absolutely, because they love you. Hey, love covers a multitude of sin. They love you. But they basically are reeling with pain because the person who has done this does not acknowledge that this is something that is wrong I have done in my own marriage. And they just keep quiet and calm until the other one thinks, oh, okay, things are fine now. I don't know how many couples you speak with and say, how are things now? No, things are fine now. There's no aspect of saying, oh, she has changed her ways. 
Oh, hey, hey, he has changed his ways. He has repented. This is what is taking place. Ah, uh, uh, Nix, there's no restitution. There's no restoration. It's just, no, things are quiet now. Mm. They're waiting for the second wave. <laughs> what comes to mind? <laughs> I like how you put it, waiting for the second wave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, that, that's quite sad, Pastor Ray. Um, I, I totally agree with you. You know, the word repentance, um, I think we, we've kind of made it just a word that has no meaning. In mm. other words, um, it no longer carries the value that it, it, you know, that it ought to. For example, um, the word repentance basically should mean to everyone. Um, that you turn away from your sin and you change your mind and you turn to God, you know? Um, if we don't repent, what usually happens is that we start excusing the sin or we start minimizing it, you know? We'll start thinking, you know, you've probably heard of people who will say, no, it was just a white lie. Mm. You know, I was just, you know? So we start minimizing the sin or we start excusing it or we even start um, saying things like, no, God understands. I'm human, mm. you know, and that is quite sad because what it does is that it makes us disobedient to God himself. So sure. you find that in marriage we have accepted that. Oftentimes we will accept apologies that we never got in the first place for the sake of peace or because we love the person and we love the person who is unrepentant, meaning that because they excuse the sin, it's very possible that they will repeat the mm. sin again. Mm. You know? The word of God in Isaiah 1 verse 16 says, Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Eesh. Stop doing wrong. Learn to do right. Mm-hmm. Seek justice. Encourage the oppressed. Defend the cause of the fatherless. And plead the case of the widow. So in other words, you know, when we hold on to our sin, we are basically holding on to the evil deed that God does not want on his fight. He encourages us to stop doing wrong and to learn on a daily basis to do right on his fight. You know? Mm. So I think it's very important as children of God to know that um, we cannot serve God with an unrepentant heart. That That is a sign of someone who has not made up their mind. This is someone who has failed to renew their mind as the Word of God instructs us to. It says that we need to renew, or we need a renewal of the mind. And if we don't um, repent, as I said earlier, it means that we are disobedient to His Word, we are disobedient to what He expects of us, we are disobedient to God Himself. I think my wish is that we could be like David. He says um, in Psalms that, um, he says, Search me, O Lord, see if there is any wicked way in us. Because oftentimes what we do is we try and we repent in um, in secret. Or, yeah, we repent in secret or we make everyone believe that we have repented. We repented and however we continue to do the things um, or the sin in secret with the hope that no one finds out the sin that we did in. You know, uh, sometimes one looks into this and and they become a bit worried Tipati. Uh, and remember my first premise was that there is a massive undermining 
uh, of the notion of repentance and its value. Uh, there is this, what can I call it, except to say the taking for granted notion. You know, the taking for granted notion mm-hmm. that I know, see, but ah, she will forgive me. She's a child of God. And even when one talks about their spouse and things they've done to their spouse, ah, no, she loves me. She will forgive me. I don't have to ask for it. Would you agree that there is a massive undermining of the notion of repentance? Absolutely, 100%. And I think that, that's why we hardly even hear of repentance in our pulpits these days, you know? Mm. Um, we hear more about um, issues of blessings and uh, riches and all of these good things. Um, and you hardly hear more and more pastors pre- preaching repentance. Mm. And, you know, as a result, I think more and more people, and I think the reason for that, Pastor, is because we have become um, so pressured to tell people what we think they want to hear. You know, yeah. we feel the fear to tell people the truth, which is the word of God, because we are afraid that they will leave the church. So it is better to not touch the sin that they live in. It's just brush it on top and tell them about the, the blessings that they are entitled to, but they can continue to live as they like. But that's not what the Word of God is saying. You know, he said in his word when you read in Luke 5, he said that, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So that means that it is each and every child of God that has been called to repentance. Mm. And if we undermine it, it means that we haven't really grasped the whole idea of salvation, you know? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. yes, you will find it a lot in our marriage where we feel so entitled to say that, no, he loves me, so he has to forgive me, you know? Um, he loves me, so he will overlook this. Um, he loves me, so he will accept that, unfortunately, I have this weakness of uh, being all over the place, you know? Without actually also taking into mind how this thing that you keep holding on to is affecting the other person. Mm, so mm. it has a lot to do also with um, the issue of pride, I would say. I think that um, repentance becomes very hard for us if we are proud or we are we have a lot of pride because um, basically we look at our sin and we think, I have the right to continue this way. Um, you know, God said I must come as I am. But what we fail to understand is that when we come to him, we are then um, expected to change our way, you know, to change our mind and our way of doing things. So we need to check our pride as well to see if it is not the reason that is stopping us from repenting or from true repentance. Absolutely. When we come back, let's look at some moments where repentance is undermined. If you need prayer, please send your request to prayer at radiopulpit.co.za or WhatsApp 067-429-7564 or go to Radio Pulpit website on www.radiopulpit.co.za Did you know you can order your favorite Radio Pulpit programs on CD so that you can listen to them whenever you like? Contact our friendly client services department now to place your order. You will find them on 012-334-1200. 
657 AM, your daily companion. Words of truth and value, you'll find it on 657 AM. It's 657 AM, the sounds of your life. 657 Media Moe Radio Pulpit, we trust God is doing you good, blessing you so much in a mighty way. The best of friends we are, of course, man. And here we are looking into the very aspect uh, of the undermining of repentance in a marital setting, in the family, at work, the workplace, and all that, you know. Um, and, and some people undermine the, the concept of the state of belief of the people that they are offending. If this person is a believer, they go like, oh, <laughs> At least I won't, I won't offend them 77 times 7 per day. So, hey, let him take a chill pill. He has, he has to forgive. That is what his word is saying. They even quote it to you and never repent. Um, <laughs> someone said to me one day, Ray, you must forgive so and so and so and so because you are a pastor. You must forgive because you are a pastor. And I said, who said I've taken offense? You know, um, uh, who said I've taken offense? Oh, hey, you must forgive because you are a child of God. I remember being told that. You must forgive because you are a child of God. Uh, forgive because you are a child of God. I, I need to forgive you way beyond that. Either being a child of God or not. I need to forgive you. At the same time, you need to do yourself a favor. That you repent. People forgive each other left, right, and center. But it takes a special person to repent. And people go on to ask for forgiveness on the same offense each and every time. Four times a year, a couple is dealing about the squamishes of adultery by their husband. And I'm not talking messages that you see on a phone. That's nothing. It doesn't count in court. I'm talking about activities where you even find a person having children while they're married outside. And coming back home and say, ah, you know, I choose you. Ah, you know, I choose you, man. Ish, you know, that was just a mistake, man. Uh, 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 forgive me, you know, I choose you. Another time it happens again. And another time it happens again. They say the same thing. It means there is an undermining of repentance. The asking for forgiveness is just a facade. Just to let things go. Let things go and let them be gone. Just like that. And, and sometimes we see <laughs> in moments of a lack of repentance is when someone makes a vow. Even when they are wrong, they don't want to repent. And they don't even want to ask for forgiveness. A husband who beats up his wife and says, but it's you who provoked me to it. You always provoke me to it. I'm sorry, man, but you always provoke me towards it. It means they continuously beat up their wives and they say, it is you. Or even they continuously beat up their husbands and they say, it is their spouse that provokes them to that. What happened to self-control? I'm talking about believers here. What happened to self-control? One has to ask because I've seen you many times talking in tongues in church. 
then one has to ask and say, what happened to self-control? Because you beat up your wife and say, it is him, it is her who, who, who made me to do what, 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 what. People don't repent. They go like, the devil made me do it. Mm-hmm. What comes to mind? That, that's a big problem, Pastor Ray, you know, shifting the blame or pointing the finger at someone else for your own actions. Mm. I think the problem here is that if you fail to acknowledge the sin, if you fail to confess the sin and ask for forgiveness and turn away from the sin and mm. also work on restoration, you know, where you fix things, um, then we're sitting with a problem. We're sitting with someone who will want to excuse the sin, who will want to give you reasons for his actions, like you provoked me, you shouldn't have done that. Um, you know, that means that um, they have not acknowledged the fact that it was their action, it was the sin that they committed that got them to where they are. Mm, you know? mm. I think also, you know, you need to just go back to what the Word of God says. I think uh, in most cases what we find happening is we're taking so much advantage of the grace that God has given us. Yeah. We take advantage of the love that our spouse has for us. You know, we, I know that if I say the right things, then she will forgive me. You know, so um, I'm reminded of what Romans 1 verse, Romans 1 verse 1 says. It says that, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? Mm. By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Mm. You know? mm. So we need to really understand that just because my spouse loves me unconditionally, it doesn't mean that I should take advantage of the love that they have for me. It's as good as me saying that um, I have um, grace in abundance, and because of that, I'm going to continue living in sin. That's totally unacceptable, Yeah, you know? Because the Word of God tells us in First John that no one that is born of God makes a practice of sin. Yes. Because sin should not, or the seed of sin should not abide in us, you know? Mm. But the moment we allow one act to slip, and for us to overlook it and say, oh no, God understands, then we're opening a way for more and more sin that will abide in us, or seeds of sin that will abide in us. And by the time we wake up, it will be a big tree with roots that are so deep inside of us. Mm. It becomes very difficult for us to then deal with that. It is quite sad when we see things turning out that way. Another moment would be uh, that one basically... Uh, and I want to show where we we go on and and we don't uh, repent. Where one basically justifies and says, "But this was a different situation." But it's the same adultery. But I uh, know this was a different situation. You know, it is because at home there was this. When they justify it by some of the things they lack at home. Uh, and and they continuously do what they do uh, because somewhat somehow they feel there is something they like at home, and and how can I put it? many men would would maybe identify with this, where they would be saying I would have wanted my wife to to do things like this, to be like this, to act like that, 
and they only say to themselves, we find that outside. So I would keep it there outside, but I would still go home a happy man. You know, that facilitates a lack of repentance, even though that the Lord is telling. And here your wife doesn't see a thing or your husband doesn't see a thing. Nothing. They don't even suspect a thing because you're just normal. You're good at home. But you know within yourself that there's something that you do. And you have justified it and said, this I do because it's not there at home. What do you say on that? I think that once you find yourself in a position where you are no longer bothered by your sin, then you are in big trouble. You know, this can Mm. mean that, you know, you've allowed the seed to germinate inside of you so much that it no longer bothers you. You no longer see the sin uh, for what it really is. You know, what we need to understand is that when we're talking about genuine repentance, um, we're talking about a change in the way that we live and even in the way that we think about things, you know. Mm. So someone who has repented, who repented cannot say that, uh, no, it's okay, this is, this is understandable, I'm a man, I've got me, while they have a, a wife at home. Those are not the, the, the type of uh, speeches we expect to hear from men who have really or who are really you know um living for god mm. you know so once you find yourself as a person living in sin and you no longer feel any guilt no longer feel any need for you to ask for forgiveness and to repent from it then you are in big trouble and you need to stand up and do something about that and many of us have so many things that we have excused you know it could be little it could be huge i think yeah. if we were to search uh, good enough, we will find that one sin that we have excused and have it has become second nature to us that we no longer see the wrong in it. But the Word of God does expect for us to repent of all wrongdoing and to, to turn to God Himself. Mm, mm, wow. When we come back, let's look at the, the repercussions. If there's no repentance, what happens? It's difficult to face the overwhelming pressures of life alone. Sometimes we just need someone to talk to, someone to listen to us. And what better way to do that than through a quick and easy WhatsApp text? Whether you're having a hard time coping with school, family issues, being bullied, depression or anxiety, speak to someone who cares today. Send a WhatsApp message to 64 530 6805 or 074-995-9085. Our I Am Youth Counseling Team, Charles Dudoy and Danny Vambili, are ready to connect with you today. At Radio Pulpit, we love the interaction we have with our listeners on all the social media platforms. It is also our way of giving everyone a voice that can be heard all over the world. Unfortunately, we have been experiencing huge difficulties with WhatsApp for a while now, and we are now forced to find a viable alternative. That alternative is called Telegram. Telegram is an app that works exactly the same as WhatsApp, and it uses the same telephone number as well. All you need to do to be able to chat with your favorite presenter is to download the Telegram app onto your phone and send your message or voice note the same way you always did. 
we will then be able to receive and answer your message faster and the privacy on this app is much better too. So, whether you have an iPhone or an Android, the app pick is a white paper plane in a blue circle. Please download the Telegram app right away and make life easier for everyone. Words of truth and value. You'll find it on 657 AM. Welcome back, 657 Medium Wave. I'm talking to Sipati Tabudi, and here we are, man. We, we are looking into the very aspect of the undermining of uh, repentance, you know, uh, the value of repentance and the undermining thereof much of the times. And we are at a phase where we touch consequences. It is so bad, Sipati. Mm. That when we don't repent, we basically are opening doors for demons into our own lives, mm. into the lives of our, our marriages, our spouses, our children. Mm. And we are opening doors for a continuous adultery. We, we, we know what the Word of God says about adultery and mm. fornication. We know very well. But a conscience has become so seared that one has quieted down the promptings of the Holy Spirit in their hearts, who tells them continuously to say, what you're doing is wrong. Mm. And um, at times we also find many had gone on to actually even seek justification in identifying with people who are doing that. They would start now looking for verses in the Bible and go into the Old Testament and start quoting Solomon had so many wives and all those kinds of things and stuff. Then, you know, a conscience is seared here. For a man, which woman would like to be a side dish forever? Which woman would like to be degraded like that forever? No woman wants to be unloved and just used. There is no woman who wants to be unloved. And when they agree with you to do that, then you know there are sinister moves behind. They will start gaining importance. They will start winning your heart. They will start winning your time and your attention. And before you know it, you're no longer in love with your spouse. That's what we hear when people say, I'm no longer in love with my spouse. Another aspect is also that we find amongst many things, many people who go on to actually say, I'm keeping it real. Because, you know, so, yeah as long as she doesn't know. They will bewitch your spouse until your spouse dies. And come and take over. You are opening up your family for disaster. And your children will be without a mother and they will get the stepmother who is going to really, to really mess their lives around. Your family will be destroyed. I'm talking to men. Ladies, have you known the unspoken of truth that many people call a secret? Where one conceives a child 
lies about it that it is her husband's child. They know this one belongs to your boyfriend. You are bringing a war in your own house. Just like the war that Ishmael declared on Isaac. We must be careful. Sipati. Absolutely. That's great. And I think, you know, the first thing that comes to mind when you're talking about consequences is that um, if I live in sin, it becomes very difficult for me to to point it out to other people or to correct or guide um, other people. Mm. For example, if I'm a parent and I drink alcohol, and I start seeing my children who are underage or in age um, drinking alcohol, it becomes difficult for me to correct them because I'm doing that myself too, you know? Mm. So when we truly repent and move away from the sin, um, God separates us from the sin itself. And, you know, we are able to guide others who have fallen into the same pit as us. Mm or who have sinned um, the same way as us, we are able to offer that support and to, to, to be able to lead them to repentance as well, you know? Mm. So I think that it's important to really look into how it makes it difficult for us to bring correction to our own children when we're living in sin ourselves. And also what I could think of is that if we don't repent, it basically quenches the spirit. Um, this is according to first. Thessalonians 5, you know, that um, if we refuse um, to repent, it basically quenches the spirit. And that is something that is very dangerous to a child of God because we need the Holy Spirit for guidance, mm. you know. And when we, we live in sin, there is that, that separation or that distance that gets created as a result of the sin that we're living in, you know. And one thing that we can be sure of is that Sin is very destructive, as you've mentioned. It is destructive. It brings a whole lot of other things that you could have avoided to your life and to the lives of the people that you love a lot. Mm. Um, it opens doors to more sin. So if you get to a point where you can excuse one sin, chances of you excusing one more sin after that and the other after that. And by the time you really wake up, you find yourself drowning in sin so much that it becomes difficult to come out. So let us not open that one door that could open many other doors that could bring destruction into our life and the children's life and even our families as well. We must be careful about this because this is the biggest problem of them all. Uh, once sin is perpetuated, there is going to be a very big problem. Uh, if there's no repentance, then uh, it will open up its own habitation there and rule and ruin uh, the lives. We we really need to be careful about this and take into consideration, you know, that uh, the Lord doesn't want these things to happen and to come about. Uh, and uh, we are contravening God's word. If we go on like this and never uh, change, this is really setting us off 
for great disasters. Here's another point, though. You know, um, when one goes on to undermine repentance, mm. you stack a lot of cases upon yourself. You pack a lot of cases upon yourself, and one day these are going to spill over, and you might drown, you know, <laughs> in them. Uh, because it is penalty upon penalty, guilt upon guilt, condemnation upon condemnation that packs on. And demons will be using this to have whatever access they want to have into your life and the lives of the people that you are related to. It's very important to look into that um, because, uh, you know, association brings assimilation. So um, there's an easy transference of spirits if one is not repentant, uh, you, you are a catalyst for transferring spirits of disobedience to others, in your family, to your whole children also. Sibadi, finally, on this one? Absolutely, Pastor, I agree. Um, as I stated earlier, that, you know, what it basically does is that it opens more and more doors to more and more things, and mm. it opens doors to, um, you know, um, things that could have been avoided, like yeah. curses, um, delay in, in, in breakthroughs. I could give you a long list of what sin basically does to us, you mm. know. Um, it removes us from a position where God wants us, where we should be um, experiencing so many blessings or yeah. having blessings being released upon us on our children as well, you know. Mm. So we need to really look into um, the fact that it is important to repent of our sins. It is important to change the way that we do things and to be in right standing with God at all times. We should not be deceived and think that certain sins are excusable or certain things uh, are, or certain sins are small and God can excuse them. The truth of the matter is that sin is sin, mm. whether big or small, and God expects us to turn away from it and to turn to Him. Yeah. Turn away from it and turn to him immediately. It's important to look into that. When we come back, let's do the final thought. If you need prayer, please send your request to prayer at radiopulpit.co.za or WhatsApp 067-429-7564 or go to Radio Pulpit website on www. Did you listen to Radio Pulpit today? Did you hear a feature or program that interested you? You can order the CD or your favorite program or feature. Place your order with client services at 012-334-1200. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. Come and ask your questions, share your concerns, experiencing life on 657 AM. Welcome to the final part of this discussion. Uh, Sipati, you know, we need to draw conclusions here. Uh, repentance is very important. When we don't repent, actually our remorse is null and void. When we don't repent, uh, the notion of us having asked for forgiveness really doesn't hold water. When we don't repent, it's a sign of rebellion. Uh, it's a sign of a continuous willingness to sin and uh, when we don't repent it shows that our hearts are you know hardened towards an offense 
that we have done and uh, that we do not want to change from it. If we don't repent, we are continuously going to be hurting the ones that we love over and over and over and over again because we continuously would be doing things that are associated with keeping them unhappy um, uh, without joy and then also, you know, in tears and pain. It's very important to even ask ourselves that if you really love your spouse, why would they be crying about this thing over your life? And it would also be evident that one is overlooking the uh, the vows that they made before God about their spouse. It means they were lying before God about their spouse. We have to be careful about this thing, Sipati, finally. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm reminded of, um, I just don't remember where it is, I think it's in Proverbs 29, where Solomon was, was saying something about being stiff-necked, you know? Mm. Um, being unrepentant can easily lead to that, where we, we, we feel that, you know, it is okay for us to carry on the way that we are carrying on. And once we start believing that, once we start believing that the certain um, verses we can find in Scripture that excuse our behavior, then we're in trouble because that means that we will quote Scripture to, to serve our own people. We will quote Scripture to justify our own sins. And that is not a true reflection of what the Word expects of us. And that is the fact that we've got unbelievers that look to us. Mm. You know, um, and they expect to see the Christ that we preach when they look to us. Now, when they see a mixture of righteousness that happens on Sunday morning and unrighteousness that happens all throughout the week, we are bringing nothing but but confusion to people that we should be pulling into the kingdom of God. Mm. So, you know, as a husband who is born again, um, we ought to live right in front of our children. We ought to live right in front of everyone else that is looking up to us. Uh, be it other people um, that are wanting to go into marriage. You know, they want to look at us and say, I aspire to be like that um, husband. He, he, he is upright with God. He is God-fearing, you know. But if we don't repent, we, 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 we tend to think that, you know, there's, um, people who are deserving of punishment and we are not. You know, we tend to make up all sorts of lives in our minds that make us feel very comfortable in the sinful life that we, we live. And it is a dangerous position to be in as a child of God. We are expected to search ourselves on a daily basis and ask God to remove any wickedness that could be found in us. So mm. it is a daily duty that we need to take upon where we ask for forgiveness, for God to search our hearts and for us to repent and truly repent and move away from our old way. Absolutely. We move from our old ways. It's very important to take note of that. Another aspect would be to learn about repentance. I think discipleship, uh, you know, uh, comes into the fore here. Um, that people who are ministers should go back again and teach about what repentance is. If it is undermined, this implies that it is not actually known in the truest sense. 
and its benefit and uh, also it becomes not known or seriously considered that there are consequences when one does not repent uh, hence you see consequences happening as if people uh, have been deliberating not to repent but we find that the devil has made that this be a taboo subject that it should not be taught about that many should decide to teach about other things that make them popular instead of teaching about this that turns a life a person's life into righteousness what's your take there I think the reason why we see um, people who have been born again for years and years but remain infants spiritually, mm. it is because of this reason also, you know, where when they were preached to, to, they were told that you can continue the way that you used to continue. Um, God wants you as you are. But the truth of the matter is that we need to start telling people the truth, even if it makes us unpopular. You know, um, for us to experience true spiritual growth and maturity, we need to have a repentant heart. We need to know that when I have done wrong, when I have sinned, it it, it separates me from God. And for me to to um, to get back to Him, I need to ask for forgiveness, acknowledge my sin, ask for forgiveness, and repent from the sin. Meaning that I cannot go back and indulge in it after I have asked for forgiveness. Mm, mm. You cannot go on and indulge in it. It's like a, a dog that goes back to its vomit now, isn't it? Uh, uh, and we really need to be careful about these things and make sure that we are not found wanting when it comes to these things because much of the times we are those kinds of people who overlook this. Now, here's another aspect, you know, uh, being repentant means that one is making a vow not to do what they had done. But you find that somewhat, somehow, this thing has developed into what we call a stronghold in their lives. They need a very serious over uh, looking, you know, and uh, serious monitoring that they stick to this until that thing is out of their system altogether, see, buddy? Absolutely, which is quite sad. And I think the responsibility lies with us as um, the, the preachers of the word, you know, to to make people aware that as a child of God, you cannot go on living in sin um, and think that you will experience true spiritual um, maturity in your life. You will see the greatness of God in your life. You know, mm. uh, being born again comes with the responsibility of changing your old and saying that I want the Christ to, or I want Christ to be in me. In other words, I strive to be like Him, mm. and in being like Him, I leave the old behind me, and I go forward to, to to embrace the new. You know, so the sin that I used to live in can no longer take part in the new me. It can no longer take part in the the, the saved and born again. Um, me, because those two things cannot coexist, you know, like mm. darkness and light. They cannot live in one place. So when we say we've accepted Christ, it means we have accepted light. That means darkness cannot be found in us. Mm. That means darkness cannot be found in us at all. And, uh, you know, uh, there are people who say, 
you know, I have not been aware of this. I took it for granted. We pray that as from now on, don't take repentance for granted. It's a very, very particular aspect of a true believer's life. Um, we walk with the Lord because we repented. You know, you don't walk with the Lord because it became obvious that he loves you. You know, it's because you repented. And let us do that. And when you repent, you're actually showing dignity to yourself, your spiritual life, your walk with God. It shows that you love the Lord and you have reverence for him. And also shows that you care about your spouse. You are sorry about what had happened. You care about your spouse. It's very important to also take that into consideration. Much of the times, people don't do that. Sipati, thank you so much. We really appreciate the time. We really appreciate the moment to speak with you. Thank you so much, Pastor. Thank you for having me. And, uh, of course, uh, uh, how do people reach out to you? Should they want to talk to you somewhat, somehow? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I'm on email. Uh, my email address is sipati at mishekwdfoundation.org. And I'm also on Facebook. My Facebook name is Sipati Tabuki. Now, you have, uh, and, and we have 30 seconds on this. You are running things on youth. Many people were asking us uh, last week. And uh, what do you do with the youth, just in short? Oh, we run a youth development center um, in Daviton where we offer different skills, especially to youth that have dropped out of school. Mm. Um, we offer skills such as IT, business courses, um, furniture-making courses. The list is endless. Mm. Um and all our courses are free of charge for youth between the ages of 18 and 35. Sure. So it means I fit in there because <laughs> I'm at the brink of 35 now. <laughs> Sipati, yeah, yeah, I'm at the brink of 35. Thank you so much and much blessings to you. Thank you so much, Pastor. Stay blessed. All right. Uh, coming up next, Peter Musetle. If you need prayer, please send your request to prayer at radiopulpit.co.za or WhatsApp 067-429-7564 or go to Radio Pulpit website on www.radiopulpit.co.za Reach your customers in the car, at the office, at home or wherever they are, night or day. Through advertising with Radio Pulpit, you can reach a large, unique and loyal audience in a most affordable way. With over 500,000 people on our various platforms, from Gauteng to the Cape, you simply cannot go wrong. So advertise today. Contact us on 012-334-1339. Or for advertising packages that we offer, go to www.radiopulpit.co.za. Terms and conditions apply. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.